0: Sisters, welcome to She Is Becoming with the Grace Church Women's Ministry Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Delaney, and I am a single mom to my two-year-old son, Jax, and I am also a passionate lover and follower of Jesus. I am in the studio today with my amazing co-host, Bev. Bev is a wife. She is a mom. She's been teaching the Word for how many? It was 30. 30. 30 plus years. I mean, that's pretty special.
1: It is. It was a great privilege.
0: That is really special. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. is super cool. She's also a grandma to 10
1: grandchildren, 10 yes.
0: grandchildren. Right.
1: right. If you got a couple hours, I can tell you about them. Oh, I'm sure you have like <laughs>
0: a little like album, photo album oh, yeah. in your first oh, album. Yeah. yeah oh, that's sure. so cute. Um. Well, man, we are just so happy to be with you guys today. Um, we have an amazing topic that we want to talk about today. Bev, do you want to go ahead and introduce it here for us?
1: Well, I would love to. You know, our vision statement includes a verse from Romans 12 about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think the very foundational renewing of our mind has to be on our thoughts about God and Mm. who he is. So this is a great place to start today, is with this idea of who God is. And this first very special attribute, that would be what a characteristic of God is, what that means. So this foundational one is on his holiness. Mm. Um, How does this holiness factor, you know, he's called holy. In fact, in Revelation, holy, 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 Christ holy. Mm -hmm. Um, What's What's the meaning of that? What does that really tell us about God that we need to know in our personal lives? And what difference does it make in our lives? Yeah,
0: what does that look like for me now? It sounds
1: so ethereal, it doesn't sound practical. So let's try to expose what this is today, Delaney, and then let's bring it into the practical.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think even before we start to dig into what um, holiness really is, um, we want to try and put away like our preconceived um, notions and ideas of what this means because they may or may not be correct. So let's try and let God's word um, inform what his holiness actually means. And so like as we dig in here, um, there's, there's, there's really like a couple things that uh, holiness means. It's kind of like you can kind of break it up into a couple parts. Um, the first thing about God's holiness is that it means that he is perfect. He's great. He's indescribable. He's literally, like, in his own category. Like, I don't even think there's enough words we could have to, like, describe him. Like, he's that great.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Yeah, he's—it's just, like, you get this picture of, like, the, his majesty and his grandeur. And in Revelations, uh, Revelation 15, it says that you alone are holy. So even when we think about uh, anything else, like, nothing—literally nothing compares. To God's holiness to who God is as holy like nothing compares he is the standard of holiness there is no one that even comes close Uh, we also see that God has this ethical holiness that because God is majestic and he's perfect and he's grand and he's indescribable he is all these things it it sets him apart it sets him apart from anything that is ordinary. He is different than anything we could have ever experienced. It says there is no one like our God. Like he is set apart from us. Mm-hmm. And then we also see his, uh, his relational holiness, that this also means because that God is all those things, once again, his majesty, his grandeur, his perfection, that sin can't be in his presence. He is set apart from sin. He has to be separated from sin.
1: Which really created a dilemma for God when man chose to sin, because he he made man to have fellowship. He made them... He made us in his own image, and he wanted this fellowship. He was walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, and yet sin entered in, and they were forbidden then to come into the garden. There was a break in the relationship, Mm. a break in the trust and the obedience um, by our early forefathers, and that has been our characteristic ever since. So uh, God is still holy. He is still without sin and perfect in every way, but we are not, and so we cannot. There's been a break in fellowship because that standard of God's perfect holiness now has been broken. Right. And when we look at God's holiness, um, you see pe- this people happening in the Bible where they see God, and they just fall apart. Um, what happens is it reveals our sin. When we think of God's perfection, we realize we're not.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real hard to get there, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Um, but based on his characteristics, his greatness, goodness, perfections, it's clear we can never measure up to God, Mm. and so because we know we're less than him and that we are sinners in our heart of hearts, we shy away from him. We pull away from him. Um, So, but yet that feeling of of not being holy can be the very feeling that can bring us back to God, because God did not leave us in that state. He has a solution to make us holy once again, so that that relationship can be restored. Right. So just the bottom line is that God's holiness reveals our inability to be holy. Mm, I love that. Without acknowledging the gap between our character and God's, we would never know our need Mm. for a savior. God's holiness appeals to our dilemma of being unholy. And God not only reveals that to us, but then he gives us the answer to that.
0: Yeah, he doesn't just leave us like in this dilemma. He doesn't just like leave us in this gap. I love that, that like God, yeah, God's holiness reveals our inability to be be holy. That's like, that's, yeah, that's so powerful. Um, I think that we see this really uh, well in Isaiah 6. Um, When Isaiah actually has um, a vision of God. So you get this. So Isaiah is going into the temple, he's going into worship. And God gives him this vision, and he sees God in all of His glory. And God is like sitting on the throne in the holy, sitting on a throne in the holy of holies. And He's wearing um, the priestly robes that the high priest would have worn. And He, um, his face is covered by the seraphim because it says, like in Exodus, that if anyone sees God's face, that they would surely die. And yet, even still, without seeing the actual, actually God's face, still covered by the seraphim, Isaiah is struck. By the holiness of God, and his response is actually to me it was it was unexpected. You would think that if you you know came kind of face to face with God that you would um, you know I thought you'd bow down and worship or something like that, but actually Isaiah says, "Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King and the Lord of hosts." And I was like that God's holiness literally not only does it bring Isaiah to his knees, but it confronted Isaiah with his sin. It was so crazy. And then you see this, you know, throughout the chapter, you see Isaiah actually devastated over his sin, but then you see that he is becomes devoted to Christ. He says, Here I am, God, use me. Because I see my sin and you have forgiven me and you have purified me. I devote my life to you.
1: What did you think, Delaney, of how God purified him? What was the symbolism with
0: that? The symbolism, so the seraphim brought like a, this burning coal and it says that he touched his lips. And I was like Ooh, there's a good blister. Yeah, and I was like, Ow, like, whoa, that was weird. I, it, it, that was confusing, but then I looked a little more, and I was realized that like seraphim are called like the burning ones mm-hmm. because of their like is their fierce love and reverence for God, right? So they're called like that burning desire like for a God, s-
1: heavenly being uh, that that attends to the Lord,
0: right? So it must I think it's just like this sim- symbolism of like God, like yeah, just like healing like like purifying his sin. Right.
1: and fire is purifying, right. You know, even today, uh, uh, people who farm or raise cattle burn fields in order to purify them, to get rid of the weeds and to bring up the pure grass. Or even forest fires are actually, good for the forest not taken to extremes but it renews the forest so oh, yeah. um, the burning is the idea of burning off the dross like in silver there's there's byproducts that the need to be taken yeah. out and then it becomes pure like refining it, only refinement so it's only through that so that's a great picture and the coal came from God himself. So God had the solution for Isaiah's sin dilemma that kept him um, on his face before the holiness of God. It it made him aware, but God also then provided the remedy mm. and the forgiveness. And then he gives him this wonderful commission. Yeah, it was beautiful.
0: It's beautiful. And who am I going to send? So who am I going to send? Yeah.
1: And, you know, he could have just... Sat quiet.
0: <laughs> yeah, after that, you might have. I, I yeah. might have. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, but he, he, when you've given, when God has given you so much, mm. it really makes your heart so willing just to send me, send me, Lord. I'm mm. willing.
0: Yeah. I loved that. Like how you're, how like God can like change that devastation into complete and utter devotion for him. Yeah. Like that's just totally God. Like he's so like transformative. And I just never thought that. You know, his holiness meant that, that he could transform our inability to be holy and that when we actually trust and believe in Jesus, it actually makes us holy too, right? We become saints.
1: Our standing before God restores the holiness we lost through sin. Now, we don't every day walk in that holiness because this transformation that we're all about here on this show, it takes time and it's a daily walk with the Lord. Um, Delaney, I can t- think of a time when I was really struck with God's holiness, um, and it was the, right around the time that I was really, I don't know if it was exactly my conversion, but it was early on, and um, <clears throat> I came home from work one day, and I had been thinking about God. I had started to read his word consistently. I was around 20 years old, and I just fell on my face in front of a picture of Jesus and was bawling. And I started to Mm -hmm. confess every sin. I've never done this. I had never done this before in my life. This was so new and such a moment with just me and God. And I just confessed everything I could remember that um, kept me away from him. Just a very, very tearful confession Mm -hmm. of my sin. I saw my sin. I was broken And that was the start of the restoration. That was the healing. That was the touching of the lips. Um, That was the reality when I knew God was in my life. Uh, So this confronting his holiness and having personally touch it like that is when you become so aware of your sin and you have such awe and respect and worship. Um, I knew the only true God was in my life. I knew something was different now that I had been restored, but it took a breaking, just like Isaiah. It took a, a breaking, breaking, a conf- confrontation with His holiness. Mm-hmm. That uh, there's something wrong here. Yeah. In our relationship, there's
0: something wrong inside of me that c- only
1: God can heal, and He did that.
0: Yeah, it's that. It's that we were confronted with Him, and and we just we can't measure up. And I just love that. God is still so good and in his holiness, it's actually like him still being good because look at what he did to Isaiah. He still forgave him and he still purified him. And I know I experience this honestly like daily in my life. I can think of big major moments in my life where I have experienced this. But honestly, this is something that happens to me daily where I remember who God is, and I remember what I'm doing right now. Like, if I'm sinning, or if I'm, you know, if I just was super rude to my mom, or if I just snapped, you know, at Jack's or something, I'm um, remembering God's holiness and that He forgave. It totally, like, it brings me back to who He is. And it really, like, makes me repentant. It does. I think that's, like, the bottom line. And, too, is like God's holiness, like, makes us want to repent.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, God says, be holy because I am holy. Right. So there's a command as well as this experiencing God's holiness. And that's one of his most beautiful attributes, because every attribute after this is holy, whether Mm. it's his goodness, his faithfulness, his justice, his love, everything is holy. In other words, totally pure, totally set apart from what is uh, I mean, divine. It's all divine. It's it's holy and it's perfect. However, He created us in His image, so we do share a degree of holiness right. when we receive Christ as our personal Lord. Now, how does that holiness work out in our lives in a practical day? Uh, you know, on a daily basis, um, is a work of the Holy Spirit. However, it requires cooperation with us as well. Right. And you give the Holy Spirit an opportunity when you're in the Word. When you're fellowshiping with other Christians, when you're in a church where you're coming to services, you're you're worshiping Him, you're learning and growing about Him, you are going to grow in holiness. Now, you might be the last person to recognize it because who wants to say, "Gee, I'm growing in holiness"? <laughs> oh, it's La-da-da. so fun. It's
0: so cute. <laughs> I don't
1: think so, you know. But you you feel like you're growing in your love for God, in your um, desire to want to obey Him. Um, that's growing in holiness. Your um, you're wanting to love like he loved, uh, wanting to sacrifice as he sacrificed for others. All those kinds of things, you start to grow in that that holiness. And he sets you apart. You're set apart from your former life. And now you are mm. set apart to God. And that's part of holiness, too, is being set apart for God's specific purposes.
0: Right. You're different. You're You're different from the world. You're set apart. I love that. And I think it's so comforting at the same time, like all of those things. And, you know, it's comforting to know that as believers, that we actually do get to share in some of that holiness and that we aren't left in our dilemma. And it means that we are now saying, like, that should be so comforting to us. Yeah,
1: There's no other way to be reconciled to God. He has to restore the holiness because he is altogether holy, altogether pure, set apart. There's We're still on the outside of paradise, like with Mm. Adam and Eve. But Christ has brought us back into a relationship. You read the whole Bible, you realize it's really a story of God wanting to be with his people. He loves his people. He wants his people, as we say today, you know, who are your people? (laughs) Um, Well, we're God's people, and he wants to be with us. But that holiness has to be restored. And it was his, it's his qualification we can't go into his presence without holiness, and he knew we were incapable of holiness. Mm-hmm. So he gave us holiness through the holiness of his son.
0: That is so. Uh, that is so cool, isn't it? Yeah, that just like That's, gives me chills every mm-hmm. time. Like that just totally gives me chills. So when
1: God looks at you, Delaney, you know what he sees? He sees a very beautiful young woman Aww. who is holy unto him.
0: Wow, set apart. That's so perfected
1: special. in him. Yeah. And he's going to bring that to completion in the kingdom to come.
0: Yeah. That holiness. He's, he sees me as a saint. He does, and not as a filthy rag. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. No, that is good. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not playing. That's actually like amazing. Um. So I think the like day to day. So how do we? How do we? How do we do this day to day? Like, what does God's holiness look for us? How does it look for us like today? Like, how do I live that out? It means the the continuing to be sanctified it's the continued growth it's the continuing to be loving to other people I think that's how we see God's holiness like play out in our lives um what do you think like in your day-to-day life like is there something that has ever happened like little things like maybe with your kids where you're like God is really showing me like his holiness right now and how I need to like respond does that make sense
1: yeah it does it does um I kind of know the difference between when I'm just kind of reading casually or when I really feel like um, God's touched my life and it's the Holy Spirit and um, listen up. I feel like I've really come into contact with God. Um, And that's kind of this Isaiah experience again, where you feel like God has spoken to you in a personal way. Um, Maybe you've just finished reading something in the Bible and you just can't get beyond this one Mm -hmm. verse um, I really feel that God uses those moments as those Isaiah moments we could call them. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a work in progress, and I feel that that work that He wants to do in my life every day. I and He He does it in me not only to restore the relationship with Himself and to make me holy, but also our holiness reflects His holiness to others. Ah. So as we're walking in. Holiness, and that another aspect of holiness is wholeness. God makes us whole again, mm. complete, um, whole, all that he intended for us. And that's a process here in this earth that he will complete in his kingdom. But we are to reflect back then that holiness to people as a witness to God's goodness and purity.
0: Yeah, that just totally, like, how I'm living my life is a reflection of who I'm serving, Absolutely. That's totally something that, like, I know I need to, like, think about and, like, be evaluating, but I think that's really, like, what we are going to be challenging you guys with today, too, is um, evaluating if how you're living reflects the holiness of God. I think that's a great way to put it. Like, is how I'm living. Would it show that who, who I am serving? Would it show God um, as this perfect God? Not that we need to be perfect, but we are striving for it. It's that, that, that progression that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I totally think that that's, like, that's our challenge for us today, for our listeners today, to just get back to that.
1: It does. God being holy offers me a lot. Yeah. Can I tell you what it offers me? It gives me security knowing that he's a perfect God. He's without any stain or mar. I don't know any person like that. No one else can be trusted like he can. We can count on him because he is holy, completely whole, all perfect. It it creates in me then a desire to grow in holiness, to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, but God alone can make me holy. I can't, mm. by the effort of my flesh, I can't get in there and say, I'm going to try the day to be holy. Today's
0: my day. Today's
1: it. You know, um, no, you have to say, Holy Spirit, I know I have sin in my life still. Help me to repent of it. Anything that you want me to bring to mind, I repent of it today. Help me to walk in your ways this day. Um, help me to put aside my selfishness, which is often the, and pride, which is often the root of my sins anyway. Um and realize that without holiness, none of us are going to see you. That's what your word says. So we have to be in Christ, number one, in order to see you. That right. makes us holy in our standing. But we also need to have this practical day in and day out growth in holiness that only comes about through the Holy Spirit and the cooperation of
0: our spirit. Man, that was, who? that was, Yeah. Wow. I don't even have anything to really add to that. Like, that was great. And, like, I I don't even know what to say. I think we just need to pray because my mind is blown <laughs> a okay, little bit. We do. We've <laughs>
1: been set apart, Delaney. You have been set apart by God to oh. be holy. He wants that for you. He wants that for me. He wants us to know him, to love him, to serve him, to be set apart. Man. Why don't you pray for us?
0: What a call. Father God, I am just so thankful that you are holy. I just can't even believe that someone as majestic and grand and perfect, as incredible as you could love someone like us, and that not only that you love us, but that you forgive us, and that you have gotten rid of this dilemma so that we can be in relationship for you, in relationship with you. That's transformative. That's transformative. I pray that as we go through our week and we go through our day to day, that your holiness will have made an imprint in our heart and that we will desire to grow in our holiness. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, that was, I got to go home and do some thinking, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we, though? We do. We do. Oh man, sisters, it was so great to be with you guys today. Um, Please tune in with us uh, in two Mondays for the next episode of She Is Becoming.